I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Getting engaged is a moment worth cherishing. A -a one-of-a-kind ring that you design at Blue Nile can help your love sparkle. Just choose your diamond and setting. When you've found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Finding the right engagement ring can be nerve-wracking. At Blue Nile, you'll have the expert guidance needed and a diamond guarantee that ensures you're getting the highest quality at the best price. Cherish all of life's moments and save up to 30% at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Welcome back to 32 Fans. I'm Alex Chester. With me, as always, Wheels Wienerker. Wheels, how's it rolling? It's rolling great. This is, uh, you know, maybe our greatest annual tradition, especially outside football on the podcast. So I'm excited to talk uh, movies with Av. Yeah. So we have Av on. Uh, Av, welcome back for his uh, annual pre-Oscars appearance. But Av, my first question is, you only saw 60 movies this year, far fewer than previous years, fewer than your former co-host on the 32 Fans Movie Podcast, Sammy, who I saw tweeted out a list of 75 movies. So why so few movies this year? Um, This was a a few factors. Um, I I didn't think that this was as uh, prolific as a movie year as some years past. Uh, There were fewer movies that... uh, felt like they deserved my attention. Um, And it's also just been overall a busier year as I've had to attend to other annoying things like work and children in greater proportion than I have in the past. So uh, movies somehow uh, paid the price for that. But, um, you know, 60 is still a a nice amount of movies uh, for most people. Most people are like, oh, I saw zero movies. So I'm still way ahead of the pack there. Okay, but but it's more a reflection of you than 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 movies in twenty twenty two. Yeah, I think so. I think that if I had had the time, I would have uh, seen more. I I usually am more diligent about seeing movies over the course of the year. This year, I kind of just waited till November, December. Yeah, and you got a slow start because I, I asked you uh, maybe summer, September, like, hey, what you know. What are things maybe off my radar? And you're like, I don't know. I haven't even got. This. Yeah. Yeah. I was I was kind of uh, out of touch. I mean, I, uh, I you know, I haven't been uh, podcasting about movies uh, to the same extent as much. Um, so that uh, didn't kind of require me to focus on them. Um, so, yeah, you know, but I still I'm, I'm proud of 60. I think 60 is solid. Sure. And it also think, uh, there's, just, there's so much TV that if you're a big TV slash movies watcher, I mean, there's an endless amount of TV. Like if you just wanted to watch like shows that people think are good. You basically can't like there's nobody watches every show now. Yeah, I think Netflix announced 12 new shows since we started this podcast. So it's just impossible to keep up. There's no longer any premise even of keeping up with everything new. And, you know, you got to triage at some point. So if you watch a little bit more TV, a little bit more sports in a given year, movies are going to pay the price. If you float up on the movies, then something else has to give. And we've talked about this the last few years, but, you know, how to draw the line between movies and TV is a hard question, especially documentaries. I saw you listed a couple here. I saw so many documentaries this year. Some of them are one part. Some of them are two or three parts. Do they count as movies? Do they not? So, you know, it's sort of hard to draw this artificial line between uh, TV and movies. 
Yeah, it's and just, like it's just I, stuff you watch on a screen. Basically. Yeah, and it's it's so funny you say that because I, I think we talked about this last year. But like I yeah. I've literally had people talk to me like, oh, I can't watch any movies anymore; they're too long. Uh, now, excuse me, I need to get back to like binging The Crown, which is yeah. like seventy five hours. Yeah, exactly. All right, so because uh, you're only at sixty, and because it is March, we're gonna do this bracket style. So the t- the top four movies get a buy, obviously, because a uh, bracket usually has sixty four, and we're gonna jump right in. We have the 32 versus the 33 matchup. 32 is The Whale, which is Brendan Fraser in a fat suit. 33, Watcher. I don't know what Watcher is at all. Tell me what's Watcher. You know, by the way, can I just tell the listeners something funny? Av is very diligent. He is the most organized and professional Mm -hmm. of the three of us. Yeah. And every year he says, tell me what movies you want to talk about. I assume so we can prepare. Why don't you just tell me the name of the movies you want? And then 20 minutes before the podcast, Alex is like, let's make this a bracket, which, by the way, means Av has to explain what all six of these movies are since We've well, no, we we're going to touch very briefly upon some of them. OK, but just the idea that like he wants to, you know, uh, focus on 10 and you're like, let's mention all 60. Yeah. 20 minutes lots, before the podcast. Lots of good movies out there. Yeah. So I, I appreciate uh, Keith covering for me there because, yeah, there's going to be some of these that I might not even remember, because as Keith says, you told me like 10 minutes before that we're going to oh, be talking okay. about so all these. That's easy. If you don't even remember it, then that's an indictment. And that means we can just move on. Yeah. So that's fine. Yeah. And I'll so, say I have, you know, because I write I do my top 10 always. Um, and I've had I have top 10 since 1993. If you want to see it, ask me in the chat and I'll share. Them. Um, I don't remember like one or the two of the movies that are in my top 10 because <laughs> I give them grades then and I just go by the grades. I do not remember watching them. So then they shouldn't be in your top 10, probably. <laughs> well, no, it's the, the grade time. when I watched it. Yeah, I think that's OK. Yeah. Um, yeah. So Watcher is a. It's a Romanian film. I think it was mostly in English still. Um, It's about this couple that moves to Bucharest and the the, the woman or the wife, I can't remember if they're married, um, starts to get this sense that she's being stalked by someone. Um, And it's kind of just like the psychological thriller as we as we watch her try to navigate that situation as it gets dicier and dicier. Um, I think the whale was better. Um, I don't love it as much as some people who think it's like one of the best movies of the year. Um, I think it was a very good performance, but it, it felt to me like it should have been more of like a short film, like 30 minutes. Cause like after like 30 minutes, I was like, okay, I get it. He's fat. He's disgusting. His life is terrible. Like you don't need to keep doing that. Yeah. I've, I've heard a lot of reviews of this movie that, that sort of hated it and say, it's just Brandon yeah. Fraser in a fat suit trying to win an Oscar. So yeah, it was pretty divisive, but some people really, really loved it. Okay. All right. And, and Akiva, obviously just chime in if you've seen any of these, otherwise we're going to sure. go ahead. So yeah. Yeah, the, the 32 seed uh, beats the 33 seed. Obviously the default is going to be the higher seed wins. Unless listen in any given matchup, you can say, I can say, Hey, I like uh, movie X a little more than movie Y. But when I think of the two of them, I'm going to put movie Y ahead for whatever. And we each have a vote if we want. So in theory, sure. we can have vote. Uh, yeah. I, I, if I had heard of the other movie, I'd vote against the whale because uh, most reviews I heard about it were pretty critical, but all right, next, uh, next match, we have number 17 resurrection against number 48. Nope. Uh, nope is Jordan Peele, right? Yeah. Okay, so what's Resurrection? Um, Resurrection is a movie with Rebecca Hall. Um, yeah, it's actually kind of similar to Watcher in some ways. It's uh, she has this like ex boyfriend that was abusive when they were dating, and uh, he's he's played by Tim Roth, and he um, I guess is kind of also kind of just like stalking her and you know being very creepy and manipulative. Um, and it's uh, I thought it was a really good uh, psychological drama, psychological thriller. Um, Nope was probably my most disappointing movie of the year just because like Get Out was my favorite movie of 2017 and then Us was like one of my top five of 2019 so I had super duper high expectations for Nope and they did not really live up to it I was pretty bored throughout Um, I didn't really know what he was going for some people seem to really love it so it must have clicked with some audiences but it was a complete mess for me so I will go with Resurrection there 
Yeah, so disappointing that uh, he basically three straight movies he's gotten a little worse. Um. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, uh, I don't think he was ever going. You know, I don't sure. think he'll ever make a movie as good as. But Get it's Out. a little bit. I mean, it's a little bit of the M Night Shyamalan trajectory so far. Um, I guess I thought us was outstanding, though. Um, so yeah, just I, an impossible standard. The first yeah. Time. So okay. I by no means will, will, you know, view it that way. I mean, I, I completely will be very excited for whatever Jordan Peele comes out with next. OK. And then our 16th seed is on the count of three going up, going up against our 49th seed, the Batman. Yeah. On the count of three was a movie that your brother put on my radar. Um, it's uh, it has uh, what's his name? Jared Carmichael, I think is the guy's name. Gerard Carmichael, um, the comedian. Yeah. yeah. Um, I can't remember the other guy's name, but it's basically these two best friends who are kind of like down their luck, depressed with life, and they make a suicide pact. Um, mm -hmm. And it's um, it's very charming for a movie about a suicide pact. And Sammy Chester was like, you got to watch this. You got to watch this. Exactly. No, but Sammy's movies usually are, you know, come from Azerbaijan and the subtitles are only in Swahili. <laughs> right, so. right. Yeah. No, this Gerard is Carmichael English. is a pretty mainstream comedian who yeah. came out with a very celebrated stand up act, uh, set last summer. Special. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I, I thought this one was really good, really powerful. The Batman was pretty much a miss for me. So again, some people really loved it. Um, I was very excited for it and didn't really like its tone, didn't really like its energy. Um, yeah, just, you know, it, it wasn't what I was looking for. Okay. And let's do uh, these two thrifty 32 matchups to get into the sweet 16. So we have resurrection, the 17 against on the count of three, the 16. It's like a four or five match. Yeah, very close. But I think I'll give the edge to the count on the count of three. I mean, I did rank it higher in my ranking, yep. so no reason to switch that at the moment. Okay. And then uh, number 32, The Whale, is going up against your number one seed, The Menu. So The Menu is a movie I have seen. Akiva, you saw it as well, I assume? Yes, for sure. Is it in your, is it in your top ten? It is in my top ten, yes. Okay, where do you have it? I'll let you know. I mean, I don't want to, like, spoil the bracket because I have to well, talk, but I'll let you know at the end. You're okay. So like, okay. Um, uh, tell us why you love the menu so much. Why is it the best movie? Um, I was just like so tickled by every second of the menu. I mean, like it starts out like you you could sense something is awry. Um, Nick, what's his name? Nick Nicholas Hout. Um, yeah, he's just like hilarious in this. If you like him from the um the the queen movie the queen yeah. show mm -hmm. um he kind of just has the same energy um ralph fines is hilarious in it um all the wording of how they like describe the various like crazy dishes are just like spot on um and it just has this like you know pace to it and this energy to it where like you don't know what's happening and then you start to sense what's happening and as it just goes on and on uh just builds and builds and i just thought it was so insightful it's just like a great satire highly entertaining and i just completely loved it beginning to end i mean i acknowledge some of the flaws that people have raised with it um but it, it didn't make me love it any less and akiva what's your take um with the menu yeah listen i actually think I, this is maybe a hot take the woman in the menu what's her name the actress uh, uh anya taylor joy yeah yeah i think she's actually bad in it like she's not <laughs> terrible but actually like i know people think she's great I think it's a great role, and I think she's not. I don't think you, like, root for her enough. I think she's, like, too Aubrey Plaza-ish in the movie. Mm -hmm. um, uh, yeah, no, I think it's great. I think it had so many, like, fast... It, it was such an original movie. It had, like, so many cool set pieces. It is, is it absurd? Yes. Like, people are caricatures, like, the guy just caring about the chef as he knows he's dying or whatever is, like, absurd. But uh, it was really good. But my favorite thing about this movie is, and I've I've said I think before on this podcast, Ralph Fenn's 
I, I hate him more than just about any other person on Isn't earth. Isn't it like Rafe Fines? Whatever it is. I despise that person. <laughs> yes. I don't want to learn how to pronounce his name. And the reason I hate him is because he is such an incredible actor that he does such a good job playing Amon Goth, a um concert a concentration camp. Um, commandant in Schindler's List that I can't see him as anything else. So every time I see him, I immediately despise him, despise his character, want him off the screen, um, which is, again, is is my problem with him being too good of an actor, basically. Other than him, other than the fact that they have a Nazi um, in, in the star role, this cast is amazing because it's so many like sort of small bit comedians. Uh, Peter Gross, who plays the, the sommelier in the movie, he's most famous from like the two guys Sonic commercials, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, Reed Bernie, um, uh, who plays um, Mr. Um, what's his name? Mr. Liebrandt. Av and I know him, of course, because he plays Jim Stansel in the 10. Oh, yes, of course. Yeah, the man was a huge penis. And I had never seen him in anything else before that. So I was so excited. I'm like, wait a second. Uh, a guy who has a throwaway line in the 10 is like one of the stars of this movie. So I love that. Uh, Rob Yang um, plays a big role in Succession. He's uh, one of the three uh, sort of douchebag finance bros at that table. Another one at the table, Arturo Castro. He I know mostly from Broad City, where he plays um, one, I think, like a, a, a gay roommate uh, or friend of uh, the girls. Uh, Nicholas Holt, obviously, who we talked about, um, who I think, I think, Av, that you're the one who turned me on to uh, the great. Oh, Was it you? So? Someone. Uh, it could um, be. He's it's great interesting in the- because I kind of lost interest in it. Oh, okay. So then it wasn't you. Oh, anyway, so he's great in the great, obviously. And then Anya Taylor Joy from uh, Queen's Gambit. So all yeah. these actors who sort of are really more like that guys, like Gross, Bernie, Yang, Castro, other than Holt and Taylor Joy, everybody I just mentioned, I don't think anybody really knows their names, um, but but they're instantly recognizable to me. And so I enjoyed that. My basic issue with the movie is I just, I wasn't sure what the message was. Like, it's like, oh, well, these people are all so terrible for like enjoying fine food, like, or like Nicholas Holt is the worst of all because like, why? Because he has, because he has a hobby and a passion. Like, so I didn't really like the idea that they're like shitting on these so people. I, so I don't think it's just because they like the food. I think it's, it's a, it's a commentary on the commercialization of everything. I understand that. And I'm rejecting that. Like, okay. yeah. Anyway. Um, but yeah, so, but you know, I, I, I enjoyed it and I don't like the whale. So we uh, unanimously put the menu through and now the menu goes up against on the count of three. And uh, Akiva and I are not in a position to uh, to vote against the menu. So yeah, menu co- goes- co- theme developing. Um, yeah, I mean, I I don't I don't really understand the point of this exercise. Yeah, I had one ranked one, I had one ranked sixteen. Yeah. So I'll vote for the one I ranked one. <laughs> well, it's it's, a, it's yeah, it's it's an opportunity to talk about the movies. And if Akiva and I, uh, you know, I don't them, understand then. the point of the exercise. Is but you know, but Ab, the whole point of a bracket is the better seed doesn't always win. You can like a movie better, but say when I think of these two movies, like right now, which one would I rather see? The movie right. ranked number fourteen, right. or the movie ranked forty. Well, it would be, Actually, yeah, no, it would be helpful though if we had if it was yeah. Whatever. Okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. So let's uh, let's move to the to the lower half then of this sure. uh, same region, where we have 25, 24, a movie that I think all of us saw, Glass Onion, against forty one. Decision to leave. What is decision to leave? A decision to leave. Well, it's a it's a mystery. Um, it's a Korean mystery that was directed by Park Shan Wook. He directed a movie in twenty sixteen called The Handmaiden, which was one of my favorite movies of that year. Like it just uh, an astounding movie. Uh, this did not by any means live up to that standard. Uh, it was still interesting, but much more slowly and deliberately paced. Uh, not really something that I would recommend for most people. Um, if you want to get a, a flavor of what this guy is all about, check out The Handmaiden, which was delightful and energetic and mysterious and just amazing. Keith, did you see Glass Onion? 
My knives are in. I haven't seen either one. Okay. My my favorite thing about Glass Onion was Ben Shapiro showing his ass with his awful commentary, which is a thing he constantly does on Twitter. You know, wet ass pussy, probably the most famous example of that. Yeah. But like he got he gets on this whole rant about oh, this is like the woke agenda against Elon Musk. Like, you moron, this movie was written and made way before Elon Musk had anything to do with Twitter. They're not talking about Elon Musk. If anything, they're talking more about, you know, Mark Zuckerberg and others who are not sort of right wing heroes right now. Oh, I thought but, it was um, pretty, pretty much based on Elon Musk as well. But it wasn't like in the 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 the, the what's his name Ryan Johnson whatever his name is, he talked. Yeah, I, I heard an interview. Yeah, like, that's no. his name. He's like there was a bunch of people involved, um, but Elon Musk was not at all what the people were thinking of because he wasn't even involved in social media when we uh, wrote this movie and started working on it. So um, sure. obviously, when we're watching in twenty 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 two, um, it reminds us of Elon Musk. But Ben Shapiro, if this movie reminds you of Elon Musk, it's because you're acknowledging that Elon Musk is a douchebag, right? Like you watch a movie about a terrible asshole and you're like. Why are they making fun of this guy who I like? Like, you're the one who made the connection because the people who made the movie did not make that connection. So, and again, it didn't even exist as an idea before. Uh, but yeah, but um, anyways, I, I liked it a lot. Um, was it a little predictable in a sense? Maybe, but it, the point is to be entertaining. I don't think it was like, it, it was less, it, it was less of a whodunit, I felt, than the, than the previous one. What was it called again? The one in the mansion? Knives Out. Yeah, the Knives Out. <laughs> oh yeah, it's part of this name. Oh, yeah, a Knives Out mystery. It was less yes. of a mystery than Knives Out. But it was it was funnier. Maybe I don't know. It was very good. I liked. it. Yeah, I liked the original a lot better. Um, but yeah. this was still pretty fun. Yeah, they were. Yeah, Knives Out was better. That's fair. All right, and then um, the, uh, Knives Out Glass Onion will face the winner of Barbarian, the nine seed, against Don't Worry Darling, the fifty six seed. Yeah. Um. So Barbarian is kind of like a horror. I won't say horror comedy. There are definitely comedic elements. It's mostly a horror movie, but it's just kind of like a very modern comedy, uh, modern horror. Um. It's it's centered on this Airbnb. Um, I think in Michigan, if I recall, um, it takes some like really crazy twists and turns, a really fun movie. Um, it has, you know, a, a handful of scenes of like very gory, disgusting stuff. So if that's enough to get you to not watch it. Then I guess don't. Mm, uh, yeah. But I think most people would enjoy it. It has a really good cast. Um, it's just it's really fun. Again, like on the edge of your seat, you don't know where it's going to go. It goes in very unexpected directions. Okay. And then don't worry, darling. Do we need to talk about it? I don't worry, darling. I thought sucked. Um, right. it's all I think, right. So don't worry. So yeah. don't waste our time. Yeah. Um, all right. So then we have the nine, the barbarian against 24 glass onion. I'm voting for glass onion because I watched it and I enjoyed it. And barbarian from your description does not sound interesting to me because I okay. don't like gory. So, um, Akiva, you're going to have to break a tie here unless I'm no, I don't care for a lower seed. I'll go. I'll go for the one Av says the better. <laughs> You're so annoying. So then we're just. Going, I mean, but listen, as someone. No, I mean, some of them I have opinions on. This is yeah. not a movie I have an opinion on. Yeah. Okay. Did you see the first Knives Out? No, I said my knives have been in the whole time. Oh, for all the knives. Okay. <laughs> all the knives. By the way, Akira, no knives. Did, did you see? Uh, you don't because you're not participating in the chat. But did you see how wild the chat went for the uh, Patreon episode this week? People liked it. Listen, yeah, more than anything once, we've done like ever. Once yeah. in a while, Uncle Alex has a good, you know, a good yeah. idea. I'll give him that. Um, all right. Okay. Uh, let's uh, let's finish out this region with uh, 25, Emily the Criminal against 40, Armageddon Time. Yeah. Emily the Criminal is really fun. It's uh, it's Aubrey Plaza, who is one of my favorites. She uh, um, engages in petty theft. Um, this uh, Armageddon Time is like this uh, Jewish coming of age story. Um, it has um, what's his name? The guy from Succession, Jeremy Strong. Uh, it has Anne Hathaway in it. Um, I was very distracted by their decision to involve the Trump family in this movie for yeah. some reason. Yeah, very strange. Yeah. Oh, so uh, you saw it, Akiva? Yes, I saw it. Okay, so you saw Armageddon Time. Did you see Emily the Criminal? No, I didn't see it. So I'm going to go with Armageddon Time here. Okay. And uh, I'm going to go with Armageddon Time, too. I did not see either of these movies, but I listened to a bunch of podcasts about both of them, so I'm familiar <laughs> with both of them. Okay. And Armageddon Time seems more interesting to me. Not enough for me to actually see it. 
but um, I'm glad that we've uh, defeated AHA finally. Sounds great. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right. And, and then the last matchup here in this bracket is number eight, Everything Everywhere All at Once, many people's uh, favorite movie of the year, going up against number 57, Deep Water. Um, we don't even need to talk about the 57 scene unless you feel it's very No, let's, let's just push everything everywhere forward okay. and we'll, we'll talk yeah, about it later. And have beat Armageddon time also uh, while we're beat, at it. Okay, did you, beat, did you watch everything everywhere all at once? Yes, I don't, I, I, it has to beat Armageddon time. Okay, um, all right. And so now we have everything everywhere all at once, the eight seed against Barbarian, the nine seed. Very close matchup here by Ob's rankings. Um, Akiva, what are your thoughts? I will go E-E-A-A-O. Okay. All vowels. Ob, do you agree with that? Uh, yeah, by, you know, by hair, um, you know, everything, <laughs> everything, everywhere, all at once is a movie that I, I really enjoyed. I don't quite love it the way that people do who are really, you know, supporting this movie. Um, it's almost certainly going to win the Oscar, which, you know, is, is great. And it's great to see small movies like this, different movies like this, creative movies like this be recognized. So I'm excited for that. Um, I thought it was extremely fun, very creative. I just, it didn't really do much for me um the way it be, some people like walked away like they thought it was very emotional they were crying they were you know whatever um it I, I i felt very much none of that um i kind of forgot about it a couple of days after i saw it uh but i thought it was really fun and really cool and you know just clever um so like that's great all right now we have uh, the first real interesting matchup i think of this bracket as we have a battle for the final four spot between the one seed the menu and the eight seed everything everywhere all at once because the latter, the lower seed for you, but I think it, it is more people have ranked it as their favorite movie of the year than the one seed. As you said, it's probably going to win the Oscar. Yeah. So so you're going to vote for the menu. Um, Akiva, do you have thoughts here in this matchup? Yeah, no, I think the menu is, is uh, I enjoyed it more. I'm going with the menu. Oh, wow. Oh, okay. So And I'll make it unanimous because I saw everything everywhere all at once and I fell asleep during the movie. And then I woke up at one point and someone had hot dog hands. And I thought to myself, I'm not on nearly enough drugs to appreciate hot dog hands right now. So I went back <laughs> to sleep. So everyone can uh, can at me and tell me how I'm a terrible person for uh, falling asleep during everyone's most beloved movie. Um, and it's not an indictment of the movie. It's mostly an indictment on my lack of sleep, probably. But um, it's a little bit of an indictment on the movie because um, I didn't fall asleep during the menu. So the menu, the one seed, welcome to the final four. All right. Chalky, chalky, chalk. So that was one one region we just one went One region done. Yes. Yeah, uh, 15 movies down, 45 to go. Number 29, Bullet Train, against number 36, The Banshees of Insurin, which I saw Ooh. in my brother's favorite movie of the year. Yeah, a lot of Oscar people's nominee. favorite. Of, uh, Luke Warman Luke Warm it down 36. Definitely more lukewarm. Um, I think I'll push it forward ahead of Bullet Train anyway, just because uh, you know I'll, I'll take into account the the collective support for it. Um, it's definitely a more prestige movie. It's nominated for Best Picture. Bullet Train was fun. Um, definitely very forgettable. Banshees, I just, I don't know. I was like very bored for long stretches of this movie. It just like didn't click for me. The acting is great. The scenes of the vistas in Ireland are great. Um, you know, the, the weird friendship between them was interesting, but there was just, as I said, just like long stretches where I was not engaged. I was totally confused by why Brendan Gleeson was hosting SNL because I had never heard of him or his movie when he hosted it. And it didn't strike me as a comedy movie or him as a comedic actor. Um, it was one of the weaker SNLs of the year. And so for that reason, I would vote against Banshees of Insurance. Sure. No, that'll I'll have a win, but I, it'll lose the Top Gun, which I didn't see. But I'm still wait. So you, wait, you have Banshees advancing? Yeah, Banshees advancing, but then Top Gun beats Banshees. Okay, so Top Gun Maverick, our four seed. Uh, another one I didn't see, but uh, Kiva also didn't see it, but is nevertheless voting for it. So we'll save discussion uh, if, if in a little bit as it goes to the Sweet 16. The number 20 seed mm -hmm. Causeway against the number 45 seed after Yang. 
Uh, yeah. Do we need anything worth discussing about either of these? Or um, yeah, I mean, Causeway was good. I'm surprised it didn't get more attention. Um, it's on Apple TV. It has Jennifer Lawrence in it. So you think that would get a lot of buzz? Um, it was solid, not great. Um, they're both. It's you know, it's her and Brian Tyree Henry. And they're both you know. Um, dealing with uh ptsd of various sorts the different struggles and they they form a friendship um the rare like platonic friendship between um heterosexual of the opposite gender uh which is you know refreshing to see in some ways it doesn't really become a romantic plot um but yeah i mean after yang was disappointing it's this like ai robot movie that didn't do much for me okay uh so causeway advances and now we have the 13 seed Cha Cha Real Smooth against the 50 seed, 52 seed Duel. Yeah, Cha Cha Real Smooth um, is the follow up film to Shit House, uh, which was one of my favorite movies a few years ago. Same director. Oh, I love that. You had me watch that, and that was great. Yeah, so this is the same director. Um, and yeah, I, I, I think I told you to watch this one too. It's about a guy who be, he becomes like a, a bar mitzvah pump up guy. Um, it's very fun. I would definitely check it out if that sounds right. like your jam. <laughs> if it All doesn't, right. then don't. All right, that that's the first movie we've mentioned that I haven't seen that uh, you've inspired me to see. Okay, cool. You said bar mitzvah. I'm in. There you go. Um, yeah, I, I wish I had seen this. Now it's not going to be in my. Although, yeah. if anyone cares, I don't know. No one does. My top ten is not locked until like I'm in the middle of uh, all quiet on the Western Front. So like, until I finish all the movies I'm going to see, I never lock in the top ten. Yeah, I have to. I still have to. Uh, see, great see job. That. Great job not finishing your top ten movies before our annual movie. Podcast. I tried to. I try. Listen, I watched a lot of movies. So you know, with this in mind. More if you re- if you recall, last year Keith was in the middle of every movie. That we yes, talked about. of every yeah. movie. Yes. So this yeah. is just one. All right. So then, who who advances between Cha Cha Real Smooth and Causeway? Yeah, I'll give it to Cha Cha. Okay. Um. Wait. Cha Cha was not the name of the girlfriend, um, who worked for Larry uh of Richard's girlfriend in Curb. Was that Chacha? I think it was. It was Chacha. Okay. She was uh, not so smooth. She was too talkative on the way to the bathroom for Larry. Yeah, the, the director's name by the way is Cooper Rafe and he's also the star in, in mm. that engine house. Okay. So Chacha real smooth against Top And Kid. if you remember, I thought he like it was an insane job of casting him in shit house, but maybe he's better. <laughs> yeah, all right. Can, can, Ch- can Chacha pull off the upset against Top Gun? Um, I don't think so. Um, Top Gun Maverick, it was just like so much better than it had any business being like they could have just made a complete like B minus movie and people would have showed up because of the nostalgia and the big screen and the action of the planes. And they what they delivered was a movie with like a real character arc that just like felt true to the original that felt like a continuation of the original for both new and old characters. Um, it was just like completely incredible. Um, I'm with Steve Steven Spielberg on thanking Tom Cruise for keeping the the uh, movie theater industry alive for just a little okay. bit more. All right, and so it goes to the Elite Eight. Who will it face? The 21 seed Babylon against the 44 seed Kimmy in the lower half of the uh, lower left region. Yeah, um, Kimmy was a bit of a disappointment for me. It's uh, you know Steven Soderbergh puts out I think two or three movies a year now. Um, mm-hmm. Somehow, um, Babylon was just like a, a tale of two stories, like very hit or miss throughout. Um, some of like the best scenes of the year uh, in Babylon, and also some of just like the weirdest stuff that I didn't really understand what he was going for. Uh, this is the latest from Damien Chazelle. It's very much um, in the you know in the style of his previous offerings. So if you like those, it's definitely worth checking out Babylon just for the filmmaking. All right, and then uh, we have twelve Avatar: The Way of Water against fifty three Vengeance. Yeah, Vengeance is um, with what's his name, B.J. Novak. 
Um, he's like a reporter in Texas. Um, I, I liked what they were going for, but I don't think it really worked. Avatar, The Way of Water, uh, I thought was superior to the original. Um, I went with my daughter and we both had that a great time. Original. Wow. Yeah. Great family movie. Um, really, you know, really good characters. Um, yeah. I was and, and, Avatar with- and Avatar also beats Babylon to get into the Sweet 16. Um, you know what? I'm going to go with the higher seat. I'm going to go with Babylon here. The lower seat. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. yeah. The higher number. Yeah. yeah, the thing about Avatar is like the first movie people said, OK, it's pretty good, but like it was incredibly popular. And the joke was like it had no cultural re- relevance, like name one character from Avatar. And then I feel like the second movie was better. Like everyone seems to think it was better, got better reviews, did incredibly well at the box office and somehow some way is even less culturally relevant. Nobody <laughs> right. cares. Nobody knows the character. This is the second people- one, right? Yes, people will go see the third and the fourth and the fifth, and and it'll make insane amounts of money, and obviously James Cameron is a genius, but for some reason, it's like, it's it's like a well-done version of, like, the Big Bang Theory. Like, (laughs) yeah, nobody nobody cares. All right, let's get to uh, the last pod here in this region. We have 28 Scream. Is this a remake of Scream from the 90s? Yeah, this is, well, there's been, this is the fifth. It's essentially Scream 5, right? But why don't they call it Scream Scream 5 then? Coming out soon. Uh, It was, it was like, yeah, because it's, yeah, and uh, it did have like the five as I think the S in the, in the marketing. Oh, so it's five C-R-E-A-M. Got it. Okay. Or whatever. It was in there somewhere. Okay. Going up against 37, the Tindler Swindler. Um, I saw that, you know, it was sort of a replacement level documentary to me, but I'll vote for it because I, I didn't see Scream and I have no interest in any of the Scream. Wasn't that last? That was 2022. I think so. It seems like a long time ago. I don't yeah. think so. I'm voting, for it. I'm voting against it because it, it, it uh, yeah. All right, Ob, so we, it was Ob, released, you're the tiebreaking vote. It was here. released on Groundhog Day 2022. Okay. Kiva's wrong. Oh, okay. You reversing your vote, Kiva? All right. I take it back. <laughs> Oh, wait, are you uh, no, I'm vote, still though? against it. You're voting for screen. Okay. I'll vote for no, screen. I think he Mandela affected it. I don't think it was actually released. In 2022. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's what Wikipedia okay. says. Okay. And I is voting for scream scream yeah. five. All right. And then uh, our last matchup here in the first round on this side of the bracket, number five after sun, which I've never heard of. And it's your fifth best movie of the year against 60. The worst movie you saw this year, white noise. Um, what is after sun and why do you love it? After sun is kind of this. It's this very um, touching um, it's it's kind of slow, so it's not for everyone. But it's basically about the relationship between a father and a daughter over a long period of time. Oh, it's kind of daughters. yeah. Well, I guess that's part of why I liked it. Um, mm-hmm. It's um, it kind of like flashes back and forward between like um, like a memory of a vacation they took a long time ago and the present. Um, and I think it just really captured the you know that that feeling that like parents have as like time is slipping away with their kids. Um, and mm-hmm. it's just uh, I found it really did, powerful. Did you cry during this movie? Uh, I would. I don't know if I cried, but I was very moved by it. I, I, I okay. really. I thought uh, you know, the ending of it is like a real gut punch. Okay. Ooh. Spoiler. All right. And so five after sun against twenty eight scream. Does after sun advance? Yeah, for sure. Okay. And then we have our somewhat of our Cinderella Babylon. Can Babylon upset after sun and get to the elite eight? No, I don't. Just don't think Babylon was enough of a whole thing in order to to survive. It's you know a, a two hour. This was like almost a three hour movie. Um, I think there's either like a tighter version of this that would have been phenomenal, or it should have just been like blown out into like a miniseries or or ten part show. Because um, like it's just it was either too long or too short, if that makes sense. Okay. Um, and then we have for the uh, for the uh, second spot in the final four, it's Top Gun Maverick, the four seed against After Sun, the five seed. So these movies um, are neck and neck for you. Neck and neck. I'll go with Top Gun just because it has a broader appeal. Mm, okay. So we have two final four participants already. Top Gun Maverick going up against the menu. Uh, before we do that, though, 
Av, I've known you for, for most of your life, most of our lives, mm-hmm. and I don't think I've ever seen you in a beard, ever. Yeah, I don't think I'm capable of growing a beard, really. Um, there's What's obviously. The, well, how often do you shave? I shave about every other day. Ah, okay. So maybe if you shave, I mean, I shave like once every week or two. So maybe if you shave less, less frequently. Well, I've had periods of my life where I didn't shave for as long and it just comes in very patchy okay. um, and very itchy. Mm. All right. So um, maybe this ad is less relevant for you then than for Akiva, who always has a beard, and for I, who occasionally do. But, um, you know, spring has sprung. It's March. It's bracket season. It's madness season. And for our friends at Manscaped, that means that they are producing the best tools for some spring cleaning. We know that they uh, already help us tidy up the nooks and crannies of our body's basement. But this year, they're focused on upstairs, trying to get a the ceiling, body ceiling. Yeah. The, the, uh, is the body ceiling? Let's say the body's light fixture, the face. Beautiful okay, beard head, your pro kit. And of course, if you want that pro kit for 20% off in FS, free shipping at manscaped.com, you got to use the promo code 32 fans. Akiva, it's time to tame your mane with the That's beard head pro kit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, why don't you tell us about some of the extra bonuses that you get when you buy the pro kit? Pretend as if you have a beard. Yeah, you the, the kit comes with liquid goods to make me feel good, uh, starting with beard shampoo and conditioner. I certainly can't treat my beard like I treat my pubes because I have pubes and I don't have a beard, so can't treat them the same. And um, that's why so, the so kit, in your case, the carpet does not match. match the it does not. It does not. Yeah. And that's why the kit has a special shampoo and conditioner spe- spe- specifically designed to moisturize, reduce ingrown hairs and <laughs> replenish my beard's natural oils and promote beard health. You need beard health. Yeah. The pro kit also has manscaped beard oil a nutrient-infused oil that relieves dryness both on the beard and the skin beneath while still adding a little shimmer and shine to liven up the look. You can cap it off with the beard balm, a a pomade, I don't even know what that word is, that shapes, styles, and moisturizes, bringing the amazing scent of fresh eucalyptus, rosemary, and lavender essential oils. All right, so there you go. Get the beard hedger, get the 20 hair cutting lengths, get the titanium-coated T-blades, get all the extra shit that I just talked about. Uh, you get three free gifts. Also, you get a beard brush, a beard comb, scissors to ensure that your beard is ready to impress. Ab doesn't have a beard, so he doesn't need this, but Akiva definitely does. And some of our listeners definitely have beards. I've seen some of them in person. I've seen some of them on video. Uh, so 32 fans is the code at manscaped.com for 20% off and FS free shipping. Let's go to the right side of the bracket. And we'll start with number 31, she said, against number 34, Hustle. I feel like, Alex, you probably saw both of these. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I saw both of them, too. All right, this might be the only matchup. I thought, I, I thought I was being sarcastic. I've never heard of either one of these. Oh, Hustle is the Adam Sandler basketball Hustle is the Adam Sandler basketball movie. Oh, yeah, it. yeah, I did see it. Yeah, I forgot the name of it. And okay. She Said is the New York Times Harvey Weinstein movie. That seems like yeah. right up your alley. Oh. I'm shocked you didn't see She Said. No, but uh, obviously I'm voting for Hustle. Hustle, Hustle obviously, the, one of the worst names of any movie ever. Yeah. As you saw, it is not Don't remember indicative it of if it was called like Wancho or something. Everyone but it's amazing it. that Ant, who's like plays the villain in that movie, is still so likable that he's still like he's like the, I, he's I great. Know. He's honest. Ant's honestly great in the movie. And now he's appearing in another movie, apparently. Um, yeah, I think Hustle's underrated. I think it's like I would happily rewatch Hustle in a billion years. You couldn't pay me to watch. She said it's very paint by the numbers. It's a well-made yeah. Lifetime movie. Yeah. It, it, it was it, it, really nothing, uh, you know, original came out of there. Yeah. It's a bunch of people trying to win Oscars and. It's one of those where just read the Wikipedia page instead. You'll yeah, it is a okay. Wikipedia page movie. Okay, so then if Hustle, uh, so Hustle wins, it's the 34 seed. Now it goes up against the number two, the Fablemans. Um, uh, the first matchup, I think, where I've seen both, both in my top these. 10 this year. Yeah, Both both I've seen, and uh, as Jared Jerome would note, it's tough for me because you got Jewish stuff going up against uh, sports stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, Which one has sports? more sex? 
Minnesota. And Adam Sandler is technically Jewish, too. Yeah. Um, so that's a Jewish. Movie. My biggest issue with the Fablemans is why does Steven Spielberg cast like two extraordinarily goyish actors to play his Jewish parents in Paul weird. and Michelle Williams? Very weird. Um, yeah. Weird choice, I guess. Um, didn't really bother me. And also um, Michelle Williams, uh, her her wig or her haircut during the movie. Very, very unique. But um, w- was this something that uh, Steven Spielberg's mother had or like, why was he sort of picking this as the uh... I, I couldn't tell you that yeah. um, I did think she was phenomenal in it. I think she like perfectly captured what he was going for. This is like very over the top, larger than life, the way that our parents can sometimes loom in our memories uh, before we're old enough to realize that they're just people, too. Um I thought I thought it was Fablemans was tremendous the way it uh, just you know weaved together nostalgia and you know meditations on memory and filmmaking um, just uh, an almost perfect movie um, very Spielbergian so you know if if you're, if you're not a Spielberg fan you're not gonna like the schmaltz and the sentimentality that he goes for but that's just the way he makes movies and he's been doing a pretty good job so uh, it gets my vote here. Yeah, I am. Um, you know, I watched it. I, I liked it. Obviously, the Jew thing appeals to me. I also I, I know I was the counselor for one of Steven Spielberg's nieces who uh, who I think might be friends with Sammy now. She lives in Israel. And then um, also uh, I'm not sure about that. I'll ask Sammy. And then also I went to college with uh, one of his nephews. So I know Steven Spielberg's. I mean, I know of them a little bit. I, I know his two sisters, or at least I know two of his sister's kids. So that part was sort of exciting to me to say, oh, here's these people who I know. Here's their moms being portrayed when they were little kids. So that was kind of cool. Um, and I did because I am sort of a Spielberg stan. It was cool to sort of like I, I did a lot of research about the movie. Like I read a lot of stuff about it. He had mm-hmm. been planning it for years, waited till his parents died. And um, like the John Ford scene at the end, like that really happened almost verbatim. And so mm-hmm. all that's pretty cool. But um, yeah, I, I didn't know if you're not Jewish or very into Spielberg, would this movie appeal to you as much? Whereas everybody loves Anthony Edwards, so I'm voting for Hustle. Okay. Then Akiva, did you watch The Fablemans? Yeah, of course. Yeah, Fablemans is my top 10. So is Hustle, but The Fablemans is better. I give it okay. a win. All right. Okay, so The Fablemans advances. Almost uh, an epic uh, uh, upset there, as, uh, as a nine seed would have beat a one seed in the in the second round. Uh, number 18 is Playground against 47, The Triangle of Sadness. You know who won't have a triangle of sadness? People who use a manscape downstairs. Very true. You'll have a triangle of happiness. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's pretty good. Triangle of sadness, I would say, is just like the the much worse, messier version of the menu. It's like trying to explore similar themes about like upper classes and like fancy stuff and, and you know, class consciousness. Um, but it, it's just like a total mess and a total miss. Uh, Playground is this like French, I would say a documentary style, not quite documentary, um, just like kind of about like, children at school and on the playground and the the fights they get into and the bullies and this and that it's like kind of just like this exploration of the feeling of like you let your kids go and then like you just like don't really know what they're up to um and you can't protect them um and it did a really good job of just exploring that uh i I thought it was very well done and it's short i think it's like 88 minutes or something oh yeah i had the menu at two you're comparing to the triangle uh, to triangle of sadness i had triangle of sadness at one oh wow number one movie of the year really wow yeah Wow. So I thought it was like funnier, more interesting. I, the menu is amazing also, but I really like trying to saying this. Um, I, in the menu, I said Anya Taylor-Joy wasn't great. The woman in uh, Triangle of Sadness. Um, what's her name? Uh, I don't remember who's in it. Um, triangle of anyway, sadness? she has passed. She has passed. She passed away before the movie came out. Really? Cheribi uh, Sh- yeah, Dean? Ch- yeah, Cheribi Creek, Dean Creek. Uh, but yeah. she was great in that movie. Oh, wow. Um, I don't know. It's funny. It's interesting. It's got so much going on and so many great scenes. I love Triangle Set. Yeah. Woody Harrelson was very good in it. Um, great. Yeah. So one of Av's top uh, bottom movies of the year, 
Akiva's top movie of the year. Very yes. interesting. So now I got to well, be a I have Triangle of Sadness winning. You have to decide what, what sounded more interesting to you. You know why I'm going to vote for Triangle of Sadness? Because I quickly Googled both of them and Playground. I can't. It's like too hard to find. To, <laughs> yeah, bad because, SEO. That's you're getting pictures of uh, yeah. merry-go-rounds. I haven't typed uh-huh. in Playground movie and there's a bunch of stuff well, going on. Well, all right. Well, the next matchup, let's see how much you could. Uh, okay, so Triangle on, of Sadness with a big upset. On the Google, it's called Men. Men. Google Men. Men. Yeah. Uh, men is our yeah, 50 Google seed men going versus, up against this is the unbearable weight of massive talent, which is a wonderful SEO name. Yes. I I absolutely <laughs> loved it. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I'm, I'm not into the whole like, you know, Nick Cage is like a meme on the Internet and I find that a little bit tired, but I thought he was great in this movie. Very yeah. self-aware. It was like a funnier. It was sort of the similar concept of being John Malkovich, but obviously a much funnier version up up pod Pablo uh, Pedro. Pascal can't say his name for some reason. He was obviously uh, very good. Also, he's great in everything. Um, so I'm, I'm definitely voting for it. I'm very excited. Um, uh, what's yeah, your I'll, I'll vote that way as well. Men was was not good. It's uh, it's the latest from Alex men. Garland. I Everybody hate men. Knows. Not all men. Not all men. Yeah. Um, some I assume are good. Some I assume are good people. Yeah. Uh, very few. Um, Alex Garland has has made some excellent movies in the last few years. Men was not one of them. Okay. So now we have a tough matchup here because Triangle of Sadness, the 47th seed, Akiva's number one movie of the year. Going up against the unbearable weight of massive talent, the 15th seed, which I would say is my number one movie of the year of like the eight that I saw. So, Ab, you have to be the tiebreaker here. Um, yeah, I mean, I I liked unbearable weight of massive talent a lot more. Um, I thought it was, uh, you know, as you said, very self aware the way it kind of just like interweaved this story with uh, Nicolas Cage, the you know the movie star and his various movies, the way they kind of worked their way into the plot, um, the way it turns into like the type of action movie that you would expect Nicolas Cage to be in was I thought just really well done. It, it reminded me a little bit of adaptation, which of course is also a Nicolas Cage movie, and so it's kind of like levels by levels. Uh, but I, I really enjoyed it. Um, and as I said, Triangle of Sadness just did not work for me, even though Kiev loved it. Hmm. Uh, Kiva, did you see it? The Unbearable Weight of Massive Talent? Uh, no, I didn't. See okay. It. So it's an interesting matchup now because for a spot in the Elite Eight, it's Unbearable Weight of Massive Talent, which as Ob just said, references all of Nicolas Cage's movies in sort of very funny and wry ways, going up against The Fablemans, which does the same for Spielberg movies. Like I watched The Fablemans on Amazon, and so you get sort of the Amazon notes, and it constantly kept telling me, like, this is a reference to this, and this is a reference to that, and I actually appreciated that. That's interesting. Um, It, it was not so great because it, um, Amazon did that for the menu, and I, I sort of knew what was going to happen in the menu. It was a little bit, I mean, I didn't know what the details, but I knew people were going to die. But the menu, Amazon Prime has a note in the first scene that says, this is also referenced later on when so-and-so gets killed i was like well thanks a lot menu <laughs> or thanks a lot amazon but um yeah so it's it's spielberg ref- referential movie against uh nicholas cage referential movie i will vote for nick cage but um akiva didn't even see it so I think yeah it's kind of a hard i'll time. vote for spielberg and i'll leave it to keeve uh fablemans yeah well I, yeah you didn't see the nicholas cage so all right so the fablemans goes to the elite eight um who will it face let's look at the lower half of that bracket we have in number 23 3,000 years of longing, which sounds like basically a synonym for Judaism, uh, going up against 42 funny pages, which also is kind of Jewish. Yeah, funny pages, I think, was uh, was Sammy in his top five. He loved funny pages. It didn't really do a whole lot for me. It was, you know, charming. It's an A24 movie. I liked it enough. Uh, 3,000 years of longing. Idris Elba plays a genie who is discovered by Tilda Swinton. The two of them are great together, great chemistry. Um, it's like it's a, it's like three different stories combined into one. Um, it, you know, it, it tells the story of like Solomon and the Queen of Sheba and some other stuff. It was, it's very fun. Oh, so it is um, Jewish. Uh, no, it's not oh. Jewish. Well, Solomon's Jewish. Well, it's more like mystical, and that's like one of the it's one of the fables that's in there. Okay, fable. You're saying everything in the Bible didn't literally happen as it's written. Um, I'm not saying that. The movie's okay. saying that. Okay, all right, yeah, good. Um, 
<laughs> uh, Akiva, you have no take on either one of these movies, right? No, no. Um, yeah, I'm reading the description. It's a fantasy romantic drama. I'm, that doesn't excite me so much. Funny Pages, I just added to my list. It's now the fourth movie we've discussed that I'm going to be watching. So I would vote for Funny Pages. But um, Akiva, are you in a position to vote for it as well or no? Yeah, fine. I'll I'll go along. I'll vote. Oh for wow, it. we've uh we've ganged up on Avi. <laughs> we haven't seen the movie. Whatever. All right. Funny Pages advances. Um, ten. Marcel the shell with shoes on. I'm very confused that I didn't see this because I've seen like all of uh, like I thought I was pretty much a Jenny Slate completist and I've seen like all the Marcel the Shell like sort of like shorts online. So I don't know why I didn't see this whole movie. Yeah, so you should. So because this so this is kind of a it's it's a movie that's aware of those shorts. Um, It's it's it's, yeah, it's so charming. It's um, I, I thought it was like the most emotional character in any movie this year. Marcel, um, Mm -hmm. I think really worthwhile. Um, I think also a good movie to watch with kids. Oh, okay. I watched with my kids. And then it goes up against number 55, not okay, which I guess based on your ranking was, was not okay. Yeah, it was not okay. Um, yeah, it was, I mean, right. I mean it was, you know what? It was okay. Uh, I would say it's not okay. Oh, um, okay. But yeah, it's uh, it's about Zoe Deutsch. She does like this like social media scam where she pretends to be in Paris and then it blows up in her face. Okay. All right. So Marcel, the 10 seed going up against 42 funny pages. Um, I'm going to go with Marcel. I thought Marcel was really great. All right. Um, I, I will I will agree with you because I want to see a movie <laughs> with my kids. There you so, go. There we go. All right. Okay. And then... um. The uh, the last pod in this uh, the northeast region, number twenty six emergency against number thirty nine a hero. Well, listen, every emergency needs a hero. So, yeah, emergency is a really fun college movie. It's a bunch of kids. They in college they are at a party and just like start getting into trouble and it just gets worse and worse and worse. Um, I I would recommend it. I think it's just like a, real, a, a like a fun popcorn movie. It's just like watch on a Saturday night. A hero is the latest uh, from the Iranian filmmaker. What's his name? Oscar Farhadi, I think is his name. Okay. Uh, he's very famous for A Separation, is considered one of the best movies of the 2010s. Um, he also do, um, directed a movie about about Ellie, it was called. Um, a few others, I can't remember all of them. But New York Times uh, had a crazy uh, article about him a few months ago that, about plagiarizing some story. It's oh, insane. really? Oh, Everyone should read it. It's nuts. Oh, I'm going to check that out. Oh, so we're anti-him now, you're saying? No, I mean, I he's one of my favorite directors, but yeah, the movies and the article's oh. insane. He's, okay. he, was, if you he was nominated for like the best uh, best foreign film like three or four years ago, but like he couldn't get into the country because of the Muslim ban. So like he got a lot of uh, mm-hmm. good welfare out yes. of that, but it sounds oh, like yeah. now he's uh, that's uh, swiveled back on him. Mm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Popular in the Trump era, not so popular in the Biden era. Yeah. Sorry. Um, all right. So emergency advances here. Okay, and then our final matchup in this region, number seven, happening, not a happening or the happening, just happening, which means I guess it could be a verb or a noun, Jaron. I don't know what the, what, what part of speech it is. Reminds me of the movie Closer slash Closer. Uh, going up against 58, Windfall. Happening, one of your favorite movies of the year. What is it? Yeah, I don't even remember what Windfall is. It okay, really has Jason Siegel in it. Happening is a French movie. It's about a woman who is trying to get an abortion in, I think, the 70s in France. And uh, Is this like two weeks, three weeks, four days, the Romanian movie? From a few years ago. Well, no, it's a different movie. No, but th- that was a movie set in uh, in Europe. Someone trying to get an abortion. Oh, okay. I actually never saw that. I know it's very highly regarded, but I haven't seen it. Oh, um, I saw that. Happening was just like it was so harrowing. It just um, it just really displays the process that is that women are forced to endure when you know proper re- reproductive health is not made available to them. Mm. Um, it just you know a, a complete nightmare of a situation. What was that movie? Also, there was another abortion movie in America about these girls from like yeah. Philadelphia who take never, the train up. Never, rarely, sometimes, always. Yeah. Okay, um, so yeah. so, so it's, that was it's, last year, no? Uh, yeah. That was 2020. Yeah. Okay. So um, there's never, rarely, sometimes, always, which I liked a lot. In and four weeks, three months, two days. I apologize yeah. for fucking up the name. That one I liked as well. So maybe I should watch Happening. 
Yeah. So, but this, so this is like in the seventies where like it was abortion was just like basically completely illegal in France. Mm. Um, and it's just, you know, it's, it, so it's a different situation than never rarely, but, um, just, you know, a, a tough watch, but I think a really important watch. Okay. Yeah. I've, I don't know anything about, uh, about abortion law in France so. in the seventies. Uh, yeah. Well, in any, in any time, but including the seventies. Yeah. All right. Let's go. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm just Googling. I was, I was trying to make a joke, but I, I ran out of time. <laughs> okay. I was, uh, I was trying to Google translate Roe v. Wade into French. So ah, I, I see. Yes. But, uh, I did not type it fast enough, so we shall move on. So happening beats emergency. Is that correct? Ah, uh, yes. Okay. And now we have happening against Marcel, the shell with shoes on. Seems um, like very, di- very different type. Yeah. Of yeah. I'm going to go with Marcel, the shell just because mm-hmm. it's, uh, more kid friendly. Yeah. More kid friendly. It was sunnier. Yeah. Um, we don't, Whereas we don't the, the other one is a is a kid unfriendly. Uh, it's not friendly. Yeah, very unfriendly. It's somebody who's trying to get, get rid of a kid. Yes. <laughs> um, all right. So now, uh, for which I spot- support, which I completely support. Yes. Um, all right. Marcel the shell with Marcel the shell with shoes on. Say that ten times fast. The ten seed going up against the Fablemans, the two seed. Who will make it to the final four? Yeah, this is the end of the road for Marcel. Um, it, it had a nice run for me, but uh, The Fablemans is just a far superior film. Um, Marcel is very charming, very fun, very friendly, uh, but The Fablemans is is, is just a, a truly excellent movie. Okay, so we got straight uh, off chalk so far with the one, two, and four favorite movies of the year for him in the final four. Can the, the final of his top four movies make it, or will we get an upset? Let's start with the first-round matchup, 30, Wakanda Forever, against 35 Apollo 10 and a half I've heard of nine and a half weeks I've heard of Apollo 13 what is 10 and a half um it's the it's an animated Richard Linklater film oh. um where he uh you know imagines himself having gone on this like secret mission to the moon in between Apollo 10 and Apollo 11 okay. um it, it wasn't perfect it's kind sort of like you know, John Malkovich being on the seven and a half floor Kind of right. Um, yeah, I'll I'll push it forward ahead of Wakanda Forever, which was you know mostly disappointing, especially coming off of Black Panther, which was I, I felt one of the best Marvel movies. Uh, this one was definitely a, a huge drop off from there. Do you um is is Apollo ten and a half for kids or just um I think so. I, my I, kids really love space. So then yes, then yes, go for it. What's it rated? I'm trying to see the rating here. It's probably PG. Um, okay, all right. So I just added uh, another movie to my list. Look at that. Um, and, and Apollo 10 and a half, the 35 seed will now go up against the three seed women talking. What are your favorite movies? Oh, it's, it's PG 13. It's P, it's PG 13. Um, oh. but, uh, women talking is a, uh, it's a, it's a, an imaginary tale of a bunch of women living in a, you know, very old fashioned commune. And they're basically almost the entire movie is them sitting in one of the barns on this commune discussing their options for leaving and starting their own kind of like breakaway civilization. Oh, yes, yes, yes. I heard podcasts about this because they've been, you know, brutalized and abused by the men who have, uh, you know, taken advantage of their situation and they're deciding whether or not to leave or to stay. Um, And it just it's it really is just women sitting in a room talking to each other about issues of today and yesterday. And it's just incredibly well made, really good cast. Um, they just, you know, talk about the pros, the cons, the pluses, the minuses, Isn't and everything this, in between. Did Sarah Polly make this movie? Yes, yes. Okay, yes, yes, yes. Um, oh, and what's her name is in it? Um Francis um, McDermott. Francis McDermott. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah okay. It has a lot, it has a lot of really good people in it. Okay. And some I assume are bad. Um, all right. So that goes up against Apollo ten and a half. Any chance for an upset here? Uh, I don't think so. Women talking is just outstanding. Okay, outstanding. All right. Um, number 19, Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness against 46, I Want You Back. 
Yeah, so Doctor Strange was the uh, the multiverse movie that everyone was coming to the year anticipating until it got uh, knocked off the perch by Everything Everywhere All at Once as the uh, the superior the multiverse, multiverse movie. movie. Yeah. Um, I Want You Back is you know a fairly typical rom com with Charlie Day and Jenny Slate. Is, did you see that one? Jenny Slate completionist over here? No, apparently I'm not. A, I'm a yeah, Jenny. so you're not remotely. Oh, this weird. is the movie I was talking about. This is in my. Top well, it's like 10. it's like I... it's like um, it's like Akiva loving the Rock but never seeing anything he's ever done. Yeah, so. this this is in my top ten. I remember very little about it. Yeah. I want you back. Yeah, yeah, it was fine. Um, okay. Doctor but would Strange... you vote for it over Doctor Strange? No, I'll vote for yeah, Doctor for sure. Stranger. Oh, you would. Okay, sure. Uh, okay. I didn't um, see Doctor Strange. I don't know what it is. I yeah, like well, it. I'm more likely to watch um, a Jenny Slate movie than a multiverse movie, so I will vote for I Want You Back also. Sorry, sure. No worries. Um, and now we have 14 fresh against 51, The Northman. Yeah, The Northman is um, the latest from, uh, what's his name? Robert something. He did The Lighthouse. He did another with The Witch. Um, okay. I, I basically hate all his movies. I hated this one, too. Um, I should probably stop watching his movies. Um, fresh, it was really, really fun. Um, I don't even want to really talk much about it um, because it goes in very surprising okay. directions. Um, Sebastian Stan it plays the main character. Um, just see it. Just see it. It, it is. It is has, you know horror elements to it so now, you know. i will note that number 55 on your list is not okay and when i said it's not okay you said no i think it actually is okay but then 51 four spots higher is a movie that you just said you hate so oh, yeah i got well fine fair all right okay you, 22 you, you've caught me in a web of my own yeah. lies 22 is tar which is uh you know i've only heard of because it's you know uh, getting uh, nominated for a lot of oscars stuff like that yeah going up against 43 thor which uh, the name is very similar, Thor. They Thor. are similar names, very different yeah. movies. Um, Thor, Love and Thunder, it's, you know, it's kind of similar in tone to Thor of Ragnarok, but not nearly as good. Um, it's definitely been just like caught in this, uh, what I describe as Marvel fatigue, you know, these later phase four, phase five movies that are much more forgettable than phase two and phase three. Um, Tar, some people are saying it's the best movie of the year, best movie in years. Uh, it there was definitely scenes in it. There were parts of it. There were things that I really appreciated and loved about it, but it just, it didn't really add up for me. Um, very repetitive, uh, but it does explore very interesting and very like, you know, modern topics um, in a unique way. So I, I see why people are into it and the filmmaking is very unique, uh, but it, it didn't quite work for me the way it did for others. Akiva, did you see it? Tar? Yeah. Or Thor. Uh, yeah, I really like Tar. I thought it was very good. It's in my top ten. It's like number eight, I think, of the year for me. Okay. All right. So Tar uh, advances. Uh, this next matchup, uh, the both movies sound like it could be the names of uh, of pornographic films. Number eleven <laughs> is is Bodies, Bodies, Bodies. I like yeah. bodies. And number fifty four is just X. Just yeah. X. So yeah, these are both these are both in the horror genre. X, I would say, more of a straight up horror movie. I didn't really like it. Other people did. There's also a prequel to it that people liked. So if you liked one, oh yeah, both. I saw that. It's called W. No. Um. Bodies, bodies, bodies is um I, I felt really fun. It has Pete Davidson, some other familiar faces. It's kind of just a bunch of friends in a house. Um, one person dies and then suspicion starts to brew and the people, you know, the friends all turn against each other and trying to figure out who did it. Um, it's I thought really, really fun. I, I highly recommend it for people. I think you'll have a great time with it. Mm, OK, uh, but uh, Akiva, you're going to vote for tar over bodies, bodies, bodies. Yeah, I got tar. right. Yeah. And, okay. and Av, you're voting for bodies, bodies, bodies. Um, I, We could go with tar. That's fine. Oh, OK. All right. So my vote isn't even necessary, which is good because I've seen either one of these. Oh, I would have voted for tar just because I feel like it's more culturally relevant. So yeah, for certainly. Yeah. If I'm going to watch one. All right, and then our, our we have two more first round matchups to go. Number twenty seven, turning red, against number thirty eight, ambulance. Uh, ambulances have a turning red light on top of them, so another <laughs> good matchup here. Yeah, turning red is uh, the latest. Um, is it Disney or Pixar? I can't remember, but it's an animated movie. Um, it's about a uh, a young girl who's learning to control her temper. 
Um, watch it with my kids. They really liked it. I thought it had a really nice message. Um, very enjoyable. Ambulance is a, um, it's like a heist movie that takes place in an ambulance. Uh, very fun. Um, I wish I had seen it on the big screen, but I didn't. So maybe I would have liked it even more. But it's like, I would say Ambulance is like the perfect Bill Simmons movie. Hmm. I bet okay. he loved it. All right. Uh, but you're voting for Turning Red. Yeah, I'll vote, I'll vote Turning Red. Okay. And then our final matchup, uh, first round matchup of uh, the tournament, number six, RRR against number 59 we're all going to the world's fair uh, i'm gonna vote for 59 here your second worst movie of the year very simply because everybody keeps telling me to, to watch rrr and then i pop open netflix and i see it's over three hours there's no movie i'm watching that's more than three hours there's just no honestly thing. you would love it that's you would love it. It. It's, yeah. just R- it's amazing yeah watch no, it's it amazing no, you, but long. this is what we said well, at the beginning Akiva? you would yeah. watch a mini series that was three hours and you would just split it up and you could do that here you don't have to watch yeah. it no, no, it is so good you called it you will not regret watching it. That's really? Crazy. You guys are yeah. really. Okay. It's really fun. It has great characters. It's just like it's, it's not so like fun. any movie. It's like a better version of like it's not like any movie you've ever seen. You'll like you'll, okay. you'll, fine, fine, you'll, fine. You'll like it. I would I would I would vouch. For you'll it. wonder why like America can't make movies like that. I'm a famous Bollywood completionist. So. <laughs> <laughs> All right. OK, so RRR seed going up against Turning Red. Any chance for an upset here of not for me. OK, and then that means we have RRR going up against T.A.R. Mm-hmm. In the uh, Sweet 16. This is a tough matchup. Yeah, I'll vote for RRR. I liked it me more. Too. Uh, it was more of a complete hole for me. Yeah. Okay. Me too. And then we have, oh, we forgot to do Um, I Want You Back against Fresh. I assume that's Fresh? Uh, yeah, I'll go with Fresh. Okay. And then we have Fresh against Women Talking. Um, I'll go with Women Talking. I thought it was phenomenal. Akiva, did you see there of these? No, Women Talking is like not available anywhere. It's like one of the only really? movies I could that's ever weird. remember that's like has no distribution. Okay, so our last chance for for a very not complete chalk final four although it's a three against a six so it's you know two of our favorite movies of the year yeah now. let's let's do rrr just to avoid the chalk why not okay so we have three ones and a two so on chalky of us yes. um so rrr makes the final four um the final four is the menu going up against top gun maverick and then rrr going up against the fablemans um before we get to the final four akiva can you give us your top 10 from 10 to 1 uh yeah my top 10 as of now this is not final uh, Triangle of Sadness, The Menu, RRR, The Fabians, I Want You Back, Tar, Hustle, The Batman, Banshees of Insurance, and Armageddon Time. I think um, uh, All Quiet on the Western Front will knock out um, all, uh, will knock out Banshees of, or, or Armageddon Time, which was just on, If you like The Batman, why did you let Av knock it out in the first round? It's on the count of three. I don't remember. You weren't even paying I'm not sure. And, um, and, uh, now, all Quiet I, on the Western Front, is this a remake or is this a movie about the making of the movie? It's a It's a remake. Okay. It's I mean it's it's uh it's set in uh it, like a German's World War One. Um the three movies I saw that Av did not see uh or maybe forgot not were so. uh the Weird Al movie. Av you didn't see I'm surprised. No, oh. I didn't make it to that one. This place rules uh hated, hated, hated. Um it's a it's a documentary about like the character, you know, January sixth and that people but you think like he meets all these crazy people and you're like, oh, this is really setting up where he's going to be at January 6th. And he's going to have incredible footage because that's really what he has the whole time. And then he basically skips over because he wasn't there. Horrible. Um, and then the third one I saw that I did not mention was um, the greatest beer on ever, which is like Zac Efron going to Vietnam to like give his friends beer. It was fun. <laughs> it was funny. It was fine. Cool. I have a I have a running list of movies that I that I want to see and then I usually see them and check them off and I'm looking there's four movies before this podcast from 2022 that I wanted to see that I never saw which was Babylon which we've talked yeah. about Bullet Train which we've talked about Clerks three which uh, we did not talk about you can skip most of these yeah okay and then Weird um, which which uh, Kiva just mentioned 
Um, and then I just added eight eight movies from this conversation. RRR, Marcel the Shell, Chacha Real Smooth, Emily the Criminal. So really what we Emergency. should do next next year is yeah. Av gives you a list of more movies you have to see or explains them, and then you watch them beforehand so we can talk about them. Yeah, Talking to them beforehand would be, I think, better. Yeah. I think that's yeah. the plan for next year. No, no, he did. Alex, he, he did Alex was patting himself me, on the back. And I watched a bunch of them. Alex was patting himself on the back for the great idea of the patron uh, bracket. He may he may have given away a lot of the goodwill with this bracket idea. We're we're obviously in most of the movies. He already already ranked them. Yeah, let, the papers right, well, will let us know if they prefer the old school or this version for next. Well, All right, it's March though. All right, let's do our let's, final. Let's four. finish up. Yeah. Okay, so we have the menu going up against Top Gun Maverick. Akiva, did you see either of these? Both of these? I didn't. I've never. I saw no. I saw the menu. I had it in my number two movie of the year. Yeah. I did, never saw the first Top Gun. I didn't see it. I would like to watch it with my kids. Is it? Okay. It's an appropriate movie to watch with your kids. Um, there's some sex in both, but um, no, not so like not. not like not like explicit sex, uh, like in plot more like. Oh, well, I, I can t- I can tell you, I know for a fact that there's sex in it. And the reason I know that is because last night I turned it on to my TV and I was considering watching it. And my 10 year old son walked downstairs and he said to me, quote, oh, I saw that movie at Ethan's house. I liked it, except there was a part where they made sex. It was very gross. They made sex. Okay. So, yeah, made sex is great. But also. It was sort of shocking to me, first of all, that my son has seen more, you know, of the top movies of the year than I have. But mm-hmm. my son knows what sex is. And like, yeah, I found I mean, that out last night. Yeah. All right. Well, Tom, Tom Cruise taught him. Well, so is there so that I, I quoted this to somebody and somebody said, well, no, there's actually not really sex. They just kiss. And then. You yeah, see the I think morning. so. Well, my, yeah, yeah, I my, think their version might just be. So what does my point. son think sex is? How, probably, how does pro- sex? just probably like, you know, fooling around is probably what, mm-hmm. he thinks sex is. what does that okay. even mean? All right, saying, uh, kissing, touching, gro- groping, fondling—you know, anything with all the stuff or icky. Um, yeah. As long as, as long as I'm, I'm telling things about making sex last night. So no, no, be- no, no, no. We don't talk. <laughs> Let's go. I'm Alex Rodriguez, and I'm Jason Kelly from Bloomberg. This is the deal. Each week, you'll hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Okay, before we do the final four, because as soon as we do that, everybody's going to run out the door. So why don't we uh, quickly talk about our plugs? Ah, where can we hear you other than on this podcast? Um, you can also hear me on Pretty, Pretty, Pretty Good, formerly a Curb Enthusiasm podcast and presently a Party Down podcast. Mm-hmm. And we are covering probably a Curb podcast in the future. Probably a Curb podcast in the future. Yeah, they are currently filming or producing the 12th season of Curb, and I'm sure that we'll be covering it in some capacity when the time comes. Mm-hmm. And Akiva, you and I will be here, uh, as we always are, with another bracket or two next week. All right, let's not uh, let's keep people waiting any longer. Mm-hmm. Final four, it's Top Gun against the menu. Akiva, why don't you go first? Which way are you voting here? I'm going the menu because I've seen it. <laughs> fair, fair. Okay, and Ava, are you also going the menu? 
I'm going to go with the menu. It was my favorite movie of the year, and uh, that hasn't changed. Okay. All right. Easy enough. And then on the other side, we have the Fablemans against RRR. Kiva, where are you going this time? I'm going to go RRR. I like both those movies a lot, but I think RRR is is such a unique original movie uh, that's so fun. If which of these four would I want to rewatch? No question. It's RRR, even though it's three hours. Maybe, maybe. Maybe I would just, you know, j- jump in for an hour in the middle. Maybe not watch all three as a rewatch, but yeah, you you'd watch, watch only the dance numbers. So I, I'm going to go with Fablemans. Obviously, I haven't seen RRR. I like the Fablemans. So I'll pick the Fablemans and we'll, we'll let Ob decide. I'm going to go with RRR. Why not? Let's oh, go what an upset. Yes, humongous upset. No one saw it coming. Um, oh. Yeah, I think it does have a better rewatchability. Um, so, yeah, I think that's a good reason. Let's give it. Let's put it in the finals. I will say that during the, the, sm- the slight break we took uh, before doing the final four, I went and started out producing the podcast and I had already chosen the, the Fableman's uh, credit music as our outro. So I will have to change that now. You can still use it. Every, everyone else will be hearing a different uh, outro uh, moments from now. Uh, RRR against the menu for the best movie, according to 32 fans and of in 2022. Akiva, you go first. I'll go RRR, which, by the way, would have much better music at the end. You have no idea. Would have. Uh, okay. Would great. All right, and and Ava, you uh, are you sticking with uh, the menu? You're I'm going to stick with the menu, and I'm going to leave it to Chester. All right, well, what if I'm Chester only... watches? How about this? What if you watch you? You've seen the menu. I've seen the menu. Yeah, oh, yeah. Watch RRR and watch then decide RRR tonight, and then and then you'll pick the winner. I don't have time. I, you know, it's over three hours. I, I got a busy time. Schedule. You got plenty of time. But you make um, time. What you have nothing better to do. Fine. So this is what we're going to do. We're going to end this podcast with no winner. It's the menu. No winner. It's RRR. Yes. And next week yeah. on the podcast, I will I will announce the winner. Fine. Perfect. Yeah. That, all right. That's good. All right. What a cliffhanger. Uh, thank you so much mm-hmm. for joining us. You're uh, very welcome. To you in about uh, six hours. Uh, that's pretty, right. Pretty, pretty good. That's right. Thank you. How's party down week. being? How's party down been? It's good. Why don't you listen to the podcast and you'll find out. <laughs> well, I'd have to watch the show. I Yes. Well, weren't you asking about the show? I listen to the podcast. I don't want to, you know, spoil myself. We're, we're asking. Yeah, how's the show? show how, yeah, how's the TV show? Been? It's a good show. But did you even watch the first two seasons? No. Oh. <laughs> All right. Well, I, I would recommend you start with seasons one and two before you get to season three. Okay. All right. And I, I did want to talk uh, football and quarterbacks in particular, but um, there there could be uh, breaking news about Aaron Rodgers uh, very shortly. From what yes, I'm if there's breaking news about Rodgers and we'll come tomorrow, in tomorrow, that tomorrow would probably be later next week. Yes, I'm happy. Yeah, the, the only issue is if the breaking news overlaps with Chavez, that would be a little annoying, but we'll figure it out. Exciting it, times. It, it, it's not like a common occurrence for your team to get an aging Hall of Fame quarterback from the Green Bay Packers on your team. So, so. Well, I agree it's not a common occurrence. It's only happened once before. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's okay because he'll be on the Vikings in 2024. We know how this works. All right, guys, thank you so much. And uh, next week, come back to the podcast to find out uh, the winner of our bracket. Bye. Bye. <laughs>
You can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather, now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Avoid where prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus.